Hey there, I'm Emlyn Miles Mattingly, your host for the Minority Money Podcast. I'm glad you're here. You know why? Because this is the place you can come to get your weekly finance, family, and fitness motivation, not only to experience success in those areas for yourself, but also to help others in our community achieve greatness too. Super happy that you're on the show with me. So let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. I hope you've been enjoying our Black History celebration. It's not Black History Month, it's Black History Year, it's Black History Decade, it's Black History Century, it's Black History period for me. So I'm super excited to be able to share this platform with other Black financial advisors and Black financial professionals that have been able to come on and share their stories and share their triumphs. And with that, I thought it was really important for us to share some less known facts in Black history. And I wanted to share this in particular story with you today. Just a quick, quick story about Nearest Green. So his name was Nathan Nearest Green. And I'm going to tell you a story about him. But before I get into that, I just wanted to make a few shout outs. We have been working diligently to prepare the Onyx Advisor Network for you guys. So I wanted to just tell you guys, shout out to everyone that's been helping us with Onyx Advisor Network. We're super excited about this. What Onyx Advisor Network is, for those of you that don't know, it is a support platform for minority financial advisors, underrepresented financial advisors. This is going to be people from underrepresented groups. So this is going to be minorities, women, people of color, people from the LGBTQ plus community. And we wanted to create a space for them. My partner and I, Desarte Yarnway, wanted to create a space where people could feel seen and heard. And we wanted to be able to create a place where advisors of color and underrepresented advisors would have a place where they could feel safe to be themselves, to build a practice, start, scale, and sustain that. So this episode is going to be brought to you by the Onyx Advisor Network and what we're trying to do in the industry. So with that, we're going to jump into this story about Nathan Nearest Green. So a lot of people may not even know who this name is, but by the end of this story, I think that I hope I can shed some light on this. And I hope I can encourage you to do some digging of your own about this in particular gentleman. Nearest Green was born in Maryland around 1820. Now, we don't know if he was a slave or if he was born into slavery or if he was born into slavery or later became a slave, but we do know that he was a slave. And from Maryland, where he was born, he moved down to Lincoln County, which I'm not going to say what cities in Lincoln County, because that might give away where we're trying to go. But he is the first known African-American master distillery in the history of the United States. He's the first known one. Now, slaves had always made whiskey and stuff like that, but they didn't necessarily have a master distiller. So Nathan Nearest Green was the actual first master distiller of African descent. And so what happened was he worked for this preacher and he was helping him make the whiskey. And so there was this young boy, this young white boy, that were young white kid that worked for the preacher. And he was not one for money, had very, very humble beginnings. And his mom had passed away when he was very young. And then shortly after that, his father had passed away. So by the time he was eight years old, he was parentless and he was looking for somewhere to work. And he started working with this preacher on a farm. And so when they were working on this farm, they worked on this farm in there was a gentleman in the back, and this was Uncle Nearest, that was, there was a smoke coming from, 
from what he was doing back there. And, and Uncle Nearest was making something. And he didn't understand exactly what it was, this young kid, but he wanted to know. And the preacher said, you know what? You can't go back there. You just can't go back there right now. You're too young. You're only eight years old. You had no business going back there. But every day, this young kid would ask about what was going on in the back? What was going on in the back? What's going on back there? Why is there all that smoke? So the boy's curiosity finally led him to a place where the preacher said, you know, what? OK, you can go back there. And he introduced the young boy to the coal black Negro. And that's coal, C-O-A-L, coal. And that's the way he described him in the biography. This was Uncle Nearest. And this is the way the preacher introduced Uncle Nearest. He said, this is Uncle Nearest. He's the best whiskey maker that I know of. And he asked Nearest to teach the young boy everything he knew about his sugar maple charcoal filter process. Now, when you hear about this sugar maple charcoal filter process, this process has been tracked back into a West African thing that they would do there to purify their water, to distill their water. So they've been doing this charcoal filter process to filter the water in West Africa. So what the West Africans were doing, they brought here. And Uncle Nearest had turned it into a way to make whiskey. This process is actually known as the Lincoln County filtration process. And this young boy that was spending all this time with him, he had spent some time there and he became old enough to start selling whiskey. And he started selling the whiskey during the Civil War. He was such a great salesperson and entrepreneur. He quickly became the most popular in the area. And during the war at the age of 15, the boy lost his father. So I'm sorry, I said earlier that it was by the age of eight, but it was by the age of 15, he had lost his father. And there it was where he began his career in business. Following the Civil War, Nearest was a freeman. And the chore boy, who was 15 now, wanted to partner with the preacher and continued to distill whiskey. So they continued to run their business. And the young man eventually purchased the preacher out of the business and asked Nearest to be his first master distiller. And over time, that chore boy continued to grow his business and Nearest ended up retiring. But Nearest had his two sons, Lewis and, e or, I'm sorry, his three sons, Lewis, Eli, and George, all continued in that tradition of making whiskey and they went to go work with that young man at his new place. Nearest's grandsons also went to work there, Charlie and Otto. And this became where the family would always work. And the funny thing about this story is the young white boy that was making whiskey with Nearest, or actually the young white man that Nearest taught how to make whiskey, his actual name was Jasper Newton. And they called him Uncle Jack around Lynchburg, but the world knows him as Jack Daniels. And so Jack Daniels was taught how to make this incredible whiskey by an enslaved man named Nearest Green. And Nearest Green was, like I said, he was born into slavery. He was either born into slavery or was sold into slavery right after that. And this story was all uncovered by Fawn Weaver. This was in, I believe it was in 2016, when the New York Times ran this story about Nathan Nearest Green and him being the first African-American master distiller. And now through this process, there was a lot of people that this was brought to light and a lot of people didn't realize how big of a deal this was or didn't realize that Jack Daniels is actually taught how to make whiskey by an enslaved man. With the assistance of more than 20 historians, activists, archaeologists, conservatives, conservative, <laughs> I can't even say the word, 
geologist, and more than 2,500 hours of collective research, they found out the truth. And one thing that we want to say is Jack Daniels, it's never been documented that he owned slaves. He never owned any slaves or anything like that. And one of the things that we can say about Nearest Green and his family is how wealthy they were. Nearest Green was the wealthiest, wealthiest African-American in Lynchburg. Now, we're saying he was born in 1820. Okay, I believe he has a few different whiskeys out, and we'll talk about those a little bit as we get through this. But we actually had the opportunity last year to go to Uncle Nearest's distillery. And uh, this is with my wife and we went with some friends and we were able to go into the actual distillery. Now, in 2016, when they started this story with the help of Miss Weaver, they were actually able to begin building Uncle Nearest Distillery in Shelby, Tennessee. So there is an Uncle Nearest Distillery in Shelby, Tennessee. There are some incredible whiskeys there. And I just want to talk a little bit about the experience of walking into this, this incredible distillery, right? That has been, and a fun fact there, Uncle Nearest's great, great, great granddaughter is still, is the master distiller there now. So they've been able to keep this family tradition together for generations, right? It's been 160 years since they started this and they still have this same recipe working to make whiskey. And I think it's just incredible to be able to have the generational wealth that was created by a man that started in slavery. And over 160 years later, his family is still able to run the business that they started. Now, there was a story that didn't get out too much. There's a lot of people that didn't know about this, but as it came out in 2017 and 2016, they had actually built this distillery now, and it is one of, it's a fairly large distillery. They're still doing some more construction to it. And just going in there and listening to this, so it was my, my, like I said, it was a group of friends that we all went down to Shelby, Tennessee. We went to uh, Nashville, did some other things, but we went there. And, and like just the feeling, the nostalgia, just the incredible, it was just a powerful example of Black history. It was something that I would have never got to see. Shout out to my girl, Chloe Moore. She's always plugging me in with stuff. And so this one was for her. So we were going out there and she's the one that told us about this place. But when we get there and just, just knowing that the family was still running this and understanding that the family had never gotten out of the whiskey business. To this day, there is still family members of Nearest Green that work at the Jack Daniels Distillery in Lynchburg. Like when you look at these pictures, so when we were going through this place and we went through the pictures uh, actually at Jack Daniels because we did do a tour there and at Nearest Green. When we were going through there, the way that you could see like you could see Nearest Green in the pictures very, very close to Jack Daniels. It was so different at that time. And for him to be in those pictures, the way he was and the way he was dressed, when you see the Green family, you understood that they were wealthy and how they were able to keep this wealth is just incredible to me because this is at a time when, you know, this is early 1800s, right? We're talking like 1856, mid 1800s is when they're starting to do this. And this family is a well-to-do, wealthy Black family in that time. And so what I'm saying is generational wealth for this family started a long time ago. And they were able to keep that. They were able to sustain that. They were able to preserve that. And all I'm saying today, I wanted to say this, is that I love this story. One, because it wasn't told and I didn't know that. 
two, because of the perseverance, three, because of the friendship, right? And when I think about the friendship that Jack had to have with Nearest Green to be able to allow him to do this and say, hey, look, I want you to be my first master distiller here at my company. And understanding that how important it was for him to have his family continuing to be there all these years. And it's just an incredible story of friendship, of understanding, and of truly building something that was wealth. And so when we went there, which we plan on going back, there's some incredible whiskeys that he has. And I'd be remiss if I did not talk about the whiskey. So we're going to talk a little bit about the whiskeys that he has there. He has a few of them. One of them is actually, there's a few of them. There's an 1820 that they released when we were there, which was kind of suck because we didn't get to get it. So like right before, so we got there, we went to nearest green on Friday. That Thursday, they had dropped a new bottle of 1820. They call the 1820 bottle that the reason why they make the 1820 bottle, because that's the year that they believe Uncle Nearest was born. So that was a special bottle. They have one bottle, the premium age whiskey, which has won plenty of awards, the 1856. So there's an 1856 premium whiskey. Then they have an 1884 small batch. Now, all of these whiskeys are very, very good, award-winning whiskeys, incredible. And we went there, we were actually able to purchase the Master's Blend of Nearest Green. Now, the Master's Blend you can only get in Tennessee. And this is just a plug for everything that they're doing. So we will make sure that we put this in the show notes. And I hope that you enjoyed this short story about Nearest Nathan Green, or Nathan Nearest Green to be exact. I wanted to share this little tidbit of some less known black history, especially about this whiskey, because most people are going to know Jack Daniels and they do not know the name of Nearest Green. And I hope that changes now. I hope that you guys, if you don't know about Nearest Green and you have never heard of him before, I hope that you get on the internet. I hope you get on, go check out unclenearest.com. That's going to be unclenearest.com. I'd love to see you guys go on there and check this. This is not something that I'm getting paid for. There's no partnerships or anything like that. I just think that this is an incredible company, a wonderful story. And I think it's a true American story, right? This is a true American story in, in American history, if you will, because I don't think that you can separate Black history from American history. And this is a beautiful example of how the two are so closely intertwined. And with that, we're going to end this episode. I want to thank you guys for taking this time to listen to us today. Please, please, please go do some research on Nearest Green. Go dig in a little bit. And if you are a whiskey drinker, try some of his whiskey. As you all know, this is the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. Another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on now and give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and be supported by others just like you. And again, we're glad to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it can't be your complete one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But I don't know anything about your specific situation. So please reach out to an attorney or CPA or you can reach out to me, a financial planner, to help you with your specific situation. To get a hold of us, please reach us at fan at minority money podcast. That's F A N 
at Minority Money Podcast so we can get to know you there. Thanks for being here. And until next time.